Hello and welcome in to another episode of the CG Business Advisor, brought to you by CG Tax Audit and Advisory. I hope all of you out there had a happy, a healthy, and a safe Thanksgiving holiday. And as the calendar switches to December, well, we can all hope to have a successful end of the year and look forward to the start of 2022. And as we gather with our family, sometimes money can become a bit of a difficult topic to discuss. Here to talk to us today about prioritizing financial wellness with loved ones is Aaron Hoffman. Aaron is a financial planner with a sincere desire to help people both professionally and personally. She helps build her clients' financial confidence through educating and empowering individuals, business owners, and families on how to grow, accumulate, and distribute their assets and exit their businesses from a holistic approach. Aaron, thanks so much for joining us on the CG Business Advisor, and let's jump right into it. Why is it so difficult for people to talk about finances? I, I, listen, I'm, I'll be the first to admit, I have a hard time talking to people about <laughs> finances, but why do you think it's such a difficult topic? It's a great question, Scott. And I really think it comes down to the fact that money is such a volatile topic because it matters, right? Every financial decision that we've made up until this point in our lives and the many goals we have for ourselves surround them about money and our cash flow. And ultimately that even impacts, you know, how we interact in our relationships. And as we start to gain momentum in our careers and begin building families or businesses, we're surrounding ourselves with people with different mindsets. We're adapting to new circumstances and we're beginning, right, to think about building a financial future. And I think it's hard to talk about because the longer we wait to talk about these things, it's harder to have a strategy in place. So I always tell people, right, we got to start somewhere. We want to be aligned with our goals and our mindsets. So, yeah, how do people work around this? How do you start to have these difficult conversations? Yeah, that's a good, good point there. Again, it goes back to just starting somewhere. And I spend a lot of time with people talking about their goals, both on the personal side and their professional goals. I think that's really where the, the crux of a good strategy comes from. Really where we see ourselves personally, professionally, you know, are, are we gonna live in the same state? Are we gonna move? Do we plan on having a family or starting a business? Just getting people to talk about what they're really passionate about and where they see themselves going and kind of building a plan from there. So why is it important to talk to your family about this, whether it's your parents or your siblings or, or any other loved ones? Why is it important to talk to them about it? This is a tough one for anyone, right? And I get asked this question a lot. It's really hard to just casually ask mom or dad, you know, hey, where's your bank account information? What drawers the will and trust documents mm -hmm, in? Mm -hmm. It's hard, right? We're not typical dinner conversation. But it's, it's so important to bring these topics up because we want to make sure that our family's financial wishes are, are carried out. So I think a good way to start this conversation is to you know reference a resource, a, a book or an article you've read. Maybe you heard a podcast about it um, and you could share with them what you've learned or offer to let them you know read or listen to this. Ask, ask your parents or your family if they've taken any similar steps. And I think a really good way of, you know, finding out if, if they have these in place is by doing that. But some of the important legal documents that anyone should have 
are a will, a power of attorney, uh, you know, a healthcare directive. Uh, a couple other things that I think are really important items to discuss are, you know, insurance policies or contact information for those insurers. Uh, you know, if they have accountants or attorneys, financial professionals they work with, really important to bring up. And again, they are tough conversations to have at, at the at the end of the day. It's really important to emphasize that, you know, the goal is for everyone to have their wishes in writing or to just know, right, that their finances are, you know, taken care of and everyone's really just as prepared as possible. So, I think and, that's what we we really want to drive home. Any tips on like when to have that conversation or or how to bring it up kind of gently or or just dive right in and just say, <laughs> hey, uh, where's your will? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think going back to just referencing, you know, hey, I, I saw something really interesting today or this came up in conversation, you know, at work or when I was in the car on the radio and I was wondering if you had ever thought about this or this is something, you know, you and dad or you and mom ever spoke about. I think kind of putting putting the conversation starter on something that you've seen or referenced um, is a good way to get the conversation going. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, so then following up with that and turning it to, I guess, your significant other, how do you bring up the topic of money with them? Uh, when is a good time to bring up the topic of money with them? Because well, let's be honest, you know, when it comes to a lot of uh, maybe disagreements with your significant other, most mm -hmm. of the time it does revolve around finances. Sure, sure. And again, not a really romantic topic, right? No, but no. To your point, Scott, that's where a lot of these, right, arguments or, you know, stresses come from that I see majorities around finances. And it's really just a lack of either misunderstanding or we've just ignored having those conversations. So mm -hmm. really important to talk with your significant other about how you feel about saving, spending, short and long-term goals. Again, it's going back in to that conversation of, hey, are you guys in alignment with your goals and where you want to be personally, professionally? Uh, it's really important to think about, you know, our, our daily life and, you know, retirement, vacation, travels. Do you guys want to start businesses? Um, and I think the first, the first foundation of a really strong relationship is when you're talking about money and resources that you have together. And we've seen that to be a really major driver of, of stress. I think mm -hmm. a huge thing for couples to talk about right off the bat is that four-lettered word, debt. Uh. <laughs> Asking your partner, do you have student loan debt, credit card debt? This is where I see a lot of that initial kind of stress around um, finances, starting with that debt. Knowing uh, how much yeah. they have, uh, you know, are you currently paying it off or are you planning to start to pay it off? And also really important to know if you yourself are a co-signer on your significant other's accounts. That's really important. Uh, and this could be on student loans. This could be on, you know, of course, our mortgages or, or anything else. Um, because a lot of times I've seen uh, people don't even know their co-signers on other people's accounts. So what that means, if God forbid something happened to your partner or significant other, you as the co-signer might have to take on that debt. So that's really important to know as well. Another good conversation piece to have is, how are you planning to manage your money together, right? Are you going to keep separate checkings account? Do you have a joint account? What is that joint account designated for? 
um, I think those are good conversations to have right off the bat. Yeah, I think obviously the, the debt thing is number one for me. I mean, you have to yeah. have that conversation right away. And then I think before you do anything, uh, you have to come up with an approach to uh, attack that debt together. Uh, because, you know, when so when one person was probably hanging on to it for years and unable to pay it down, well, now your significant other can help you and then you guys can uh, move forward and uh, start clean. And speaking about moving forward, why Absolutely. is it so important to plan for the future and have those conversations right now about financial planning for the future? Great question, Scott. I really love this one. And it really comes down to the fact that a, we have time on our side, right? Before we're forced to make decisions where we might be limited to what those outcomes are, we right now are in control of what we want our future to look like to an extent, right? We can start saving a little bit at a time today and we've got that that power of, of compounding money on our side, right? That's gonna grow for us for retirement for the future. And I always say it's really important to protect what we have today. Part of what I walk through with people is what I call a protection audit, right? Before we even get into that wealth building conversation, it's really important to protect what we have today, right? Our cash flow, our, our ability, right, to earn an income, protecting ourselves from, from a lawsuit. All of those things are so important, right? And that we have control over to an extent. We can talk about budgeting and saving and getting those protection pieces in place right now. God forbid, before something happens. And it kind of goes back to being able to identify those threats today, seeing how we can save in the most tax efficient way, right? Before it's kind of too late and retirement creeps up on us and hmm. we've only got five, 10 years to start savings, you know? Yeah. Uh, so what's the first step then? Uh, the first step in planning that you can take right now today? First thing I, I always tell people is to just start with a simple budget sheet. Right. That's a really easy way for us to feel organized, to see where money's coming in, where money's going out, see what changes we need to make. Or if we said, hey, you know, I'm actually not saving <laughs> anywhere near what I should be. How can I create some strategies to build those those savings into my budget sheet and still, you know, have enough for a lifestyle that we want to talk about? But I think creating the budget sheet and walking through that, Scott, is a really good place to start because that's going to help us be able to see how much we should have for our emergency fund, for college planning, life events, you know, all, all of those things. That's definitely step one. So I, I've heard you talk about this before, and I want to get into this here uh, on this podcast. What mm -hmm. are the three buckets of savings? Uh, yes. For, for those of you who have heard me talk about the three bucks of savings, you know, I can go on for hours about them, <laughs> but I'll keep it short and sweet uh, today. So whenever we're thinking about savings, right, or, or, or investing, we want to think about the objective for those dollars. And that really comes down to a couple of things, Scott, and that's going to be timeline, purpose, and taxation, right? We want to think about how soon we need those, those dollars and savings, Right? Is it going to be to down payment for a home in two to three years? Or is that going to be you know, 20, 30 years down the road for retirement? So timelines first. Purpose goes right behind that. Right, Is it going to be for college savings? Is it going to be for that vacation trip? Is it going to be for starting that business we want to in a year or two? And taxation. When we take those dollars out, how are we going to be taxed? 
So that's the objective that we always think about right off the bat. And again, once we've gone through that, that wealth protection talk, now we can talk about where that wealth building should go. And it really comes down to first, first bucket is our tax deferred bucket. So that could be our traditional retirement account, might be a 401k, 403b, an individual retirement account, an IRA, right? They're generally invested in the market and they tend to grow upwards, but our money is at risk there. And once we retire, every money that we take out is going to be taxed at our full income tax rate. If we withdraw before age 59 and a half, we're also going to get hit with a 10% penalty. So the pros to that is that our money's in the market, right? So there's potential for upside, but still potential for some downside. The con there is that it's not liquid, right? It's, it's hard to access in an emergency. The second bucket we want to think about is what we call our taxable bucket or investment bucket. This might be a brokerage account, um, you know, a money market account, what have you, where we're only going to pay capital gains tax on money that's in this bucket, as long as we hold money that's in there for a year and a day, right? And, and that's much better than paying our income tax. And there's no penalty for taking money out here. So again, it's another bucket of savings for us that we can access pretty, pretty easily. And the third bucket we want to think about, Scott, is our tax advantaged bucket. And this is going to be filled with dollars that are already taxed into these accounts. And it's going to grow tax-free for us. So again, we really should have our savings diversified from these three buckets from the diversification of liquidity, how easily we can access those dollars, and from a tax perception. Mm, makes a lot of sense. Um, but it's not exactly fun. <laughs> to, to do all this stuff right. uh, it, it could be laborious so are there, are there ways to make financial planning or wealth building uh, a fun task to do <laughs> i agree with you on this scott right it's 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 not a, a walk in the park and i get it right it could seem really daunting to think about these things and how am i going to tackle them where do i start right and i i think what i tell people is you've already shown up, right? If you're already thinking about this, you're already thinking about sitting down with a professional, you're already committed, right? And you have a desire to do that. So I applaud anyone who's already at that mindset. Um, but a, a really good thing about how to kind of make it fun, again, I'm going back to those goals of what do you want to achieve? What do you want to accomplish? Do you want to go on that vacation you know, to, to Europe? Or do you want to start that business for yourself that you've always wanted to? Think about those goals and then we kind of work backwards on how to do that. And first, that might be mapping out where you spend your, your daily dollar on, right? How much is that Starbucks drink that you get every day, Scott? Mm -hmm. It's not cheap, <laughs> right? And I'm thinking about all of that. But going back to, you know, how do we talk about money with our, our spouses or our partners, setting a money date is another good way to do that, right? And I think that kind of keeps us on track. So once a month or once a quarter, just sitting down and discussing, you know, hey, what do we still want to accomplish for this year, a couple of years out? And, you know, looking over your savings of, wow, we've started saving, you know, just a little bit and look how much it's grown already over the past year. Um, another exercise I like to walk through with people is seeing what kind of planner or savers they fall into. And 
I'll walk them through four different categories and I'll ask you, Scott, where, where you fall in here. So first one is the confident planner, right? You think you've got it all figured out when it comes to <laughs> your finances. You've got a good work-life balance. You're, you're pretty set. Second one is the ambitious spender, right? You enjoy being really active in the community, keeping up with, with the Joneses. Third one is retirement realist. So you have a real priority on work-life balance, family, you're really focused on, on having meaningful experiences for retirement. So thinking more long-term there. And last one, you're the day-to-day decision maker, right? You're focusing just on today, having enough money to, to live your, your best life. And, you know, whatever happens tomorrow is kind of tomorrow's problem. So <laughs> I'll ask you, Scott, where do you think you kind of fall in there as, as a planner? or spender? Probably somewhere between the active spender and the day-to-day guy. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. I love it. Right. And then that's kind of a good way to see, you know, hey, where where do I fall? Where does my partner fall in? And it's kind of a good conversation starter to just get the conversation going. Yeah, uh, that's a problem for future Scott to handle. But no, it's not. It's not. It's a problem for me to handle right now. Uh, And so I probably should call someone like yourself. So tell me about, um, you know, some things that you do for your clients and where can our listeners go for more information about you and your services? Absolutely. So I'm always happy to be here as as a resource, uh, you know, and help people walk through these conversations and review what they have going on. And what I'll leave you guys with is it's really important to just start making any small changes that we can and review how we approach our financial habits and finding out, right, doing a simple budget sheet, seeing where our money is going today. And it's not only going to put us on track to feel more financially confident, but it's going to help us realize greater satisfaction and overall confidence as well. And remember, right? Rome wasn't built in a day. Improving our finances is a process that's going to take time, but I want you to remember to stay positive and reward yourself no matter how small that those wins might seem. And for you guys who want to check out some more information, you guys can find me on LinkedIn, uh, www.linkedin.com slash in slash Aaron dash Hoffman. And my website is www.cfsllc.com slash Aaron Hoffman. And Scott, I want to thank you so much for having me today. Well, thank you for the conversation, Aaron. I really enjoyed it and uh, look forward to catching up soon. Same here. A great conversation there with Aaron. Uh, just absolutely love this topic. I know it hit home for me and I'm sure it hit home for a lot of you as well. Thanks once again for listening to the CG Business Advisor brought to you by CG Tax Audit and Advisory. Be sure to head to cgteam.com for all the information about CG Tax Audit and Advisory and subscribe or follow the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. New episodes are released on the 1st and 15th of every month. If you or someone you know would like to start their own podcast, be sure to head to scottsonair.com. It's S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R.com. Until next time, we'll talk to you right here on the CG Business Advisor.